An Honorable Profession is brought to you by Tech for America, an organization dedicated to providing a platform to solve America's toughest public challenges. For more information, visit t4a.org. That's T, the number four, a.org. Welcome to An Honorable Profession, a podcast giving America hope since 2018. I'm your host, Ryan Coonerty. An Honorable Profession is a New Deal podcast that features rising state and local leaders. They share their personal stories and how they're desperately seeking to restore trust in government as well as sanity to politics in an insane era. Today, we're talking with a friend of mine, the mayor of Columbia, South Carolina, Steve Benjamin. Steve's an attorney, he's a father of two daughters, and he's currently the president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors. So essentially, he's the mayor of almost 1,500 other mayors. Steve and I are both members of the New Deal. It's an organization that brings together more than 150 of the best and brightest elected officials. We'll be holding our annual conference in Washington, D.C. from November 28th to the 30th. Check out NewDealLeaders.org for more information on New Deal and the conference. And as always, if you like these conversations, please tell a friend about an honorable profession and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. With that, here's my interview with Steve. So let's start with our first question, which is, how does an African-American Democrat who was born in Queens, New York, end up as mayor of Columbia, South Carolina? Uh, almost all uh, African-American Democrats born in Queens, New York, came from South Carolina, Carolina at some point. That's right. You know, um, you know just the history of, of, uh, of uh, the Great Migration preceded by the, obviously, the... Um, um, the the torturous history of our of our, of our country, uh, about sixty percent of, of African Americans in this country can trace their roots back to the Port of Charleston. My my parents are uh, were both born in Orangeburg, South Carolina, about forty five minutes south of of uh, Columbia, and uh, in the sixties decided they wanted to seek new opportunities for their family, and they moved to New York City. Uh, well, I was born and raised there, and came back south for college. Columbia, South Carolina embraced me and got some incredible opportunities and um, it's given me a wife and, and, and two beautiful girls. So it, it is home. And now my parents live 20 minutes away. So it's pretty cool. It's cool. It's amazing to watch the sweeps of history played out in, in families. Absolutely. Tell us what like what's an average day like for the mayor of Columbia, South Carolina? I tell you, I'm not sure there is an average day. You know, one one day we're we're literally talking with some pension systems that may have hundreds of billions of dollars, or a philanthropic uh, institution that is uh, wanting to really focus on 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 some ESG work and really drive social change. In other days, we're 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 in the in the neighborhoods. I mean, we're 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 in a ditch in North Columbia, trying to help a, a senior citizen understand why her backyards are eroding and what we can do to address it. Uh, we're uh, in the neighborhoods dealing with some kids who who are who are struggling but still succeeding through intergenerational poverty, helping them live up to the God-given potential. Uh, some days it's just me uh, in the office reading through consolidated annual financial reports and trying to make sure I understand uh, the fiscal DNA of my city and, and, and try to lever that up um, for a, a brighter future. So it's uh, every day is different. Um, and of course, as I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a husband and a dad. So uh, lots of, of, of QT 
uh, with my wife and children that, that keeps me balanced. Yeah, one of the best parts about being mayor is your home at night, Absol- right? Like absolutely. That's a, that's a big difference from a lot of the other political yeah, jobs. Indeed, indeed. But I think a lot of people, uh, I think everyone thinks they know what a mayor does. Mm-hmm. Um, what would surprise people uh, about what you have to deal with that, that maybe is not on not on a regular citizen's radar? Well, I think what people, um, what would surprise people who have never been to Columbia, South Carolina, for example, many people have ideas of, of the South. They have ideas of, of our, our former history, um, our antebellum history. Uh, they'd be surprised to find a Carnegie Research One University in the state capital, the Army's largest training base in the world that trains a preponderance of the men and the majority of all the women in the Army train at Fort Jackson where victory starts. Um, They'd be surprised to find a a city that now boasts citizens from 200 different countries who speak 90 different languages. South Carolina has uh, the highest amount of European foreign direct investment per capita of any state in the the union. Uh, Significant investment in advanced manufacturing and artificial intelligence and uh, advanced machine learning. Um, They find three beautiful rivers that run through our city and an investment by our local government um, that's going to top out about a billion dollars to make sure we, we, we preserve that beautiful natural natural infrastructure in perpetuity is our, is our goal. So, and they, they find um, a, a city that, that believes strongly in, in good, thoughtful fiscal policy, but also believes thought, very much so in, in progressive policies that build people. Uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty amazing place. I, I will admit, two months in the, the year, it's the hottest place in the world. Uh, <laughs> uh, some of those places might challenge me on that. It's hot and it's humid. Uh, uh, but, um, but it's a pretty awesome place, and 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 uh, Columbia is not atypical. Uh, all around this country, mayors are are at the center of these incredible metropolitan economies that are, that are doing incredible things. I mean, if you look at um, Houston or or, or Dallas uh, or uh, Los Angeles, uh, uh, Mayor Turner and Mayor Rawlings and Garcetti are at the center of, of gross domestic products, the that, that GDPs that, that exceed half a trillion to $850 billion. Uh, the GDP of New York City that, that, that Bill de Blasio leads right now exceeds that of the country of Russia. I mean, so you're talking about uh, mayors who are, who are very involved in the nitty gritty speaking to citizens at church and synagogue at the street light and the grocery store getting some really, you know, sometimes not always, you know, uh, uh, great uh, constructive criticism, but also having to deal with some very high level uh, issues that 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 presidents or, or prime ministers have to deal with on any given day. Yeah, when I got elected, uh, when I got elected mayor, former mayor told me, buy my frozen food last. Uh, if I go to the grocery <laughs> store, cause it's going to take you an extra 20 minutes to get out of the, it, it to get out of there. I guess, I mean, what, the way you're talking about the variety of interests, the variety of dynamism of your city, you look at politics right now, it's fractured, it's dysfunctional, but you're talking to a wide variety of people on a daily basis. Some are Democrats, some are Republicans. You're in a political job. Mm-hmm. But how is it different at the local level than what we're seeing at the state or national level? Well, I think what you're seeing on the local level, first of all, um, local leaders are, are held accountable every day. Uh, seeing your citizens uh, literally um, changes the dynamic. You can't go hide in the halls of Congress or at the state capitol somewhere. Um, 
uh, that if you if you do something, um, um, Ms. Williams and, and and Booker Washington Heights neighborhood is going to talk to you about it the next day, uh, or some of your citizens on on all sides of town. And what's unique about cities is that cities are at the center of natural communities of interest, where, where cities are living, breathing organisms. Plan city. Uh, built at the at the with a broad and salute that met the Congaree, a trade depot is established, and and then a hotel, and then a bank, and then a church, and and you and you grow, and we and, and we are not gerrymandered interests. We we can't carve out uh, Republicans. We can't carve out liberals. We can't carve out ethnic minorities. We're all in it together. And it requires mayors um, who, who and, and mayors who, who are albeit on both sides of the island and even um, independent mayors who are required to speak to the interests of all citizens, even if they don't share those interests, uh, recognizing that we're in this together. You, you look at a, a, the map of a city versus even a state and you look at a map of the U.S. and you see these, some of our states are perfect, you know, cookie cutter, you know, rectangles or, or what have you. And you know that that does not recognize a, a, a real community of interest. Um, um, in my city, I, I, I work on issues, particularly, I'm, 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 of course, fiduciary ob- obligated to meet the needs of my citizens of my city. But just because someone's outside of the corporate limits of my city or across the river, what have you, um, doesn't mean they don't, they don't have the same exact interests that I do in, 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 a, in a healthy you know, a place where our citizens can live, work, play, and prosper. So mayors are different. And I, I, I think it creates a, um, that, the DNA of the city, uh, the city is a living organism and the mayor's role as a, as a CEO, uh, the ability to make decisions and the requirement to make decisions makes us a lot different than some of our federal legislators and even, even many of our governors. How do you build bonds in your city to make sure that we're not, you're not seeing the same fracturing that's happening at the, at the state and federal level happen in Columbia? It is increasingly difficult because of the way that the national dialogue is in, in, in the advent of social media is uh, allowing people to have reach and anonymity and, and the things that people say that uh, really are specifically designed just to inflame the senses. Uh, so sometimes you're, you're playing a bit of whack-a-mole. But every single day, uh, we try to speak to the, to, the, to the better angels of our nature. We, we, we try to help everyone realize that we're in this together and that we're either going to rise together or fall together. We, it starts in our city, I will tell you, um, with um, a commitment to, to, to real fiscal responsibility. And, 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 and I don't mean that in terms of austerity or, or some of the talk you hear in D.C. sometimes. But but we made a commitment early on in uh, my campaign, my first campaign in administration, that we were going to be good stewards uh, of, of people's money. Uh, and, and, and you can go to the, the Chamber of Commerce or the church or the, or the barbershop, and everyone wants to know that you're not wasting their money, that you're making a commitment to, to thoughtful, efficient government. And, and, and we've had some successes in that regard. We finished five of the last seven years with a budget surplus. We have not had a tax increase in over a decade. We, we, we try to pilot policies that not only build infrastructure and buildings, but also build people, create opportunities through some creative partnerships that put people to work, who many of whom have been excluded from the American economic mainstream. And that, that fiscal discipline has allowed even some of our more uh, critical and sometimes critical and thoughtful citizens to give us a little more leeway on on on, on progressive ideas. Uh, so, our, taking care of our money. We hadn't had a tax increase. We've actually had a couple of tax decreases. 
let's try this idea. I mean, we're willing to go out on the limb a little bit. I've made the point that regardless of which side of town I'm on, we, we always speak to the better angels and we always um, say the same thing. And uh, maybe sometimes it, there might be a different tone or inflection, um, but, we're, but we're speaking uh, in ways that edify the human spirit, not uh, cause uh, division. And it's, it's worked well. We, the, the thing we, we use at home is called One Columbia. And um, uh, we're either going to rise together, or fall together. What are the values that are that are that? Uh, which angels are we talking to? Oh man! Uh, what, what, at, at home, when you're trying to bridge different neighborhoods, different communities, what 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 angels do you appeal to? Well, I, I believe that um, every person wants a fair shot. Just one opportunity. You know, if you give if you give me an opportunity, and the playing field is level. Uh, then I believe that I can compete. I may have started 40 paces back. Um, give me some tools to, to catch up. The understanding and speaking to the challenges, particularly of intergenerational poverty, and how some of these challenges are the cause uh, that have uh, developed over, over decades, um, indeed centuries, how it's gonna take thoughtful solutions to to address those, when you start speaking to people and you, uh, regardless of their background or, or their uh, uh, income status or, or, or wealth, and you start speaking to those values and, you, and then you ask them to take out a legal pad and write down the 10 most important things to you or your family, usually, I, I, you know, I want, I want a safe community. You know, I want an opportunity to earn a good living. I want my family to be financially secure. Um, I want my kids to get a great education. Eight of those 10 things are usually the same. And we focus on on those eight, uh, focus intently on those eight. We make investments on those eight. We, we, we use data and metrics to track how we're doing uh, in, in that space. But those, those values are, I, I believe, um, speaking to uh, what we hope to be this more perfect union that we've aspired to be over time. Our, our history as a country, as uh, I believe the greatest democratic nation in, in, in the history of the world, has, has been a torturous history. We, we, we've, we've evolved, and, um, but every generation we've tried to get better. And, uh, and, and we keep speaking to the idea that the, that the past is the past. There's some things we have to fix, but if we're focused intently on, on a common, bold, good, future together, then we're all on the same page. Sort of following on that, it's pretty bleak right now for people, especially people who have progressive values. How, if you're listening to this and you want to have hope, what keeps you going in the morning to keep waking up and fighting the good fight when, when there's sort of real fundamental political threats, but it's also, it just seems like systems and institutions are breaking down. What's the reason for people to get, keep hope and what keeps you hopeful? I tell people, first of all, call your mayor. Call your mayor. <laughs> the, the mayor every, every mayor has, has, a, has a, a, a speech or a mantra that it's meant to fire you up and, and, and get you engaged. I believe that the, the current state of affairs ought to inspire every American to at very least vote. And even more than that, to get involved in getting others to come out and exercise the franchise. Um, this November's election um, couldn't be more important to me 
around. We've known each other for years, and we're used to every election cycle. Someone saying it's the most important election <laughs> in the history. You know, most of this really is probably is uh, the most um, important election in the history of the republic. Uh, th this is an opportunity to restore uh, uh, a, a, not a political balance of power, but but just restore checks and balances uh, to our to our, our our government in a way in which um, many of us are wondering: Is indeed the republic uh, fragile or resilient? And, and, and this is going to be the opportunity to show it. So I want to encourage people, anyone within the sound of my voice, uh, if you're not registered to vote, get registered to vote. If you're not engaged, get engaged. Uh, get involved in whatever local voter education effort uh, you're involved in. If you, if you love social media like so many people do, think about different ways in which you can use social media to, to get people involved in the civic uh, process. Uh, and, I, and I say this to people of all political stripes. Uh, if you care about America, you care about this country, you care about uh, what we mean uh, uh, as we look uh, inward as well as our role on the, on the world stage, this is the time to get in, in, involved. Um, we are in some dangerous times. And, and, and it is, um, I will tell you that many of us have been gravely concerned uh, with how, uh, how fragile uh, the Republic uh, has become. And um, we gotta encourage people to step up. I wouldn't, and I, I said it almost um, half jokingly, I would encourage the people to talk to their mayors. Uh, ma mayors uh, tend to be now, I mean, just as a matter of, of course, engaged on so many national issues. And mostly it's because, not just because we're, we're smart and, and we, we want to be engaged in everything, but because those issues are not being addressed on the federal level. I mean, so you, so you have mayors involved in issues of global climate change because uh, of, of the, the failure leadership uh, now at the federal level. You have mayors um, fighting over sanctuary cities or, 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 or ICE issues because there's no national immigration policy. You have mayors uh, working in, in different states from Colorado to California to New York, uh, forging great public, private, and philanthropic partnerships to solve some of the more vexing social issues because the federal government is AWOL. So mayors tend to have a pretty good perspective that's usually, the vast majority of the time, a glass half full uh, and, and, and ways in which you can locally get involved to continue to direct the trajectory of, of the American experiment. And uh, following on that, and I have a hunch I know what the answer is, you're the president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors, about 1,500 cities, right, and you're representing their mayor, the mayors all across this country. Can mayors, with the absence or in some cases the the negative work uh, being going on at the federal level, um, can mayors save the world? Can mayors solve what were traditionally national issues um, if, if we're, if we're going to have an inept or uh, actually corrupt federal government? Well, what we're seeing now, I mean, um, many of us um, um, who are friends of the, the late Benjamin Barber, you know, he, he, had, he had some wonderful presentations and, and books of mayors rule the world. And, and it, was a, it was almost a novel discussion when people first started talking about it. But right now, I think, um, I do believe that outsiders with um, significant executive experience uh, and a penchant for actual problem solving uh, can provide some real solutions that, that ail America right now. I mean, that's why I mean, I'm, I'm excited uh, to be a New Deal leader. I mean, um, to bring people together who are focused on, 
on pragmatic solutions and and, uh, and a, a range of leaders who, who, who some who may be more progressive, some who may be more moderate or centrist or even conservative Democrats uh, working together just to solve problems and, 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 and having a big table in which we can share ideas and share best practices. Now, I think the solutions are, are, are with mayors and local leaders. Um, I, I'm, I'm concerned about the federal and state government. Can you name some of the things that uh, that you think mayors problems that mayors are solving uh, that are that would traditionally not be in the bailiwick of of mayors? So that give people a little hope uh, oh, that there's something there, that there's some change. Well, well seeing well, so seeing three hundred and fifty mayors uh, come together in the climate mayors caucus and a few hundred come together in an effort uh, for one hundred percent clean energy, uh, something I'm. I'm Really enjoying co-chairing with the mayors of, of um, Republican mayors of Miami and San Diego, and the Democratic mayor of Salt Lake City. Uh, we provide a unified front to show people that there are things that we can do individually and co- uh, that collectively on the national level can help us reduce our carbon footprint. Can 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 help us build a new energy. Uh, uh, Economy. We're, we're doing great things in our city and state around uh, trying to accelerate the deployment of solar panels in, in, in our homes, trying to not just, again, feed that new energy economy, but but trying to help our citizens deal with the issues of income volatility, dr- trying to dramatically reduce their, their power bills as a result. Uh, we're, we're working in places like Louisville, um, uh, where we're using data uh, driven by everyday citizens to, to test air quality in, 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 the, in the community and to try and directly affect asthma. Um, we're seeing creative solutions on, on anything from mobility issues. Um, the mayor of Baltimore has been very engaged in trying to address the spatial mismatch issues of people living in one part of town and jobs on, on another part of town or, or, or on the periphery and how outdated sometimes transportation systems don't meet those needs. We're working, she's working closely with the sharing economy, working closely with uh, with some of our newer companies to try and address those needs, move people to uh, income producing work and, and, and doing it with, 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 with dignity. You're finding um, folks who are focusing on the automation economy. You find a number of cities, Kansas City and others, who are who are forehead deep in trying to make sure that we lever up these new opportunities in 5G and the digital economy. Uh, how we begin to harness the power of, of AI and um, advanced machine learning in ways that yes, make us all more efficient, make our our communities much more economically competitive, but also put people to work. In, in, in jobs that matter and jobs that allow them to 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 live a, a high quality of life, um, but all across this country we have so many creative mayors who are doing some awesome things, and we need to continue to foster that that um, that creativity. One of the best things about mayors is they're great thieves, right? Like uh, everyone, oh, you read about what another mayor does when, when you I, steal when it. I, when I, I tell you, <laughs> when I when I come across a, a mayor and I ask him about an idea, I tell him, please send me the idea, but send it to me in Microsoft Word. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll, 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 t- I'll take off uh, Cincinnati at the top of it and plug in Columbia. And uh, no, it, it, that, that type of pure interaction and critical review is, is so important. And, and we steal ideas all day long. You know it. You know it well. Yeah. And then you mm-hmm. scale them up. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Uh, tell me about your best day in office. Hmm. Wow. Best day in office. We have some really. I mean, I'm a. I'm a dad. I'm a dad, and, I, and, and I'm. Deep in love, with my children and my wife. And they, they, they are. They are my my foundation. I take my role as as mayor of the city 
very seriously because I believe, and the, the thing that drove me to run for mayor is because uh, my my children, I mentioned my parents now live in Columbia. We have both sets of grandparents in Columbia. My wife is a, is a, is a judge, former chief judge in our, in our circuit. The Benjamin girls, 13 and 11, Bethany and Jordan Grace, are going to be fine. We're going to make sure that they, they have every opportunity that, that the world can offer available to them. My job as mayor is to make sure that every child in the city has the same opportunities my kids have. And to just just this past week to kick off our, our mayor's skills and drills camp in which we're focusing on on children who who don't have a chance to go to camp at all in the summer and focusing on on, on, on health and wellness and teamwork and, and living and for two weeks in the summer they, they get um, a free camp experience and, and to see the looks on these kids' eyes. They, we, we suit them up and they get to play basketball and cheer and tennis and football and every, everything. Uh, that's one of literally um, dozens of experiences in which I'm able to engage with our young people, uh, in which we're, we're seeing so many of them succeed. Kids who, who come from some of the most horrible backgrounds you could imagine, now going on to college, and we, we started investing in them eight years ago, and, and, and now they're going on, defying every trend, every data point imaginable, showing that we can, we can that with the, with the investment of, of, of our time, our talents, and our treasures, that we can change that trajectory, has been the most rewarding piece of the puzzle. And uh, so I've had several of those days. I, 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 the last eight years, I've done over 200 school visits. I love hanging with the kids. I love hanging with kids and senior citizens. Everybody else in between, you know, <laughs> depending, depending on the day, I could do without. But, but our babies and our, um, our, our leaders, our elders, our griots, who, who, who share wisdom and, and the value of their experiences every day, that drives me. That's fantastic. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Mayor, for your work, not only in Columbia, but across the country. You're you're a strong advocate for local governments and for that innovative and innovative change. So thank you for all you do. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Let's keep on. Let's keep on pushing. We're we're, going to be all right. All right. Thank you. An Honorable Profession is a New Deal podcast, an organization dedicated to supporting innovative policymakers and ideas to solve our most challenging problems. Check out newdealleaders.org slash ideas for innovative policies that you can bring to your city or state. Thanks for listening to An Honorable Profession. Please subscribe to hear more amazing leaders and keep asking your elected officials to be honorable. Boots Road Group produces podcast. I'm Ryan Coonerty, and because we're keeping things honorable, no tax dollars were used in the making of this podcast. <laughs>